Good morning church. What a joy to meet you. I want to tell you something. I love you guys and I miss you. Uh it's been too long not able to see your faces and connect with you and hear from you. Uh but you know we live in this crazy times. Who would ever thought in 2020 we would come to a place like this? I don't know about you. I can I can remember this with all of my heart I can say this to you in 2020 so many people made plans so many people thought that we will do this and this and that but I believe God was looking down from heaven and he was like oh boy <laughs> what's happening you know this is the promise uh, this is the word that keeps on coming to my mind many are the plans of man but the plans of god will sustain and i want to encourage you this morning don't lose heart even though it's crazy it's uh, it's challenging uh, things are way out of our control but remember the sovereign lord is still seated on the throne exalted and it is our duty to look up to him because the redemption comes from him and him alone let's just rightly get into the word and i believe the lord has something for us to hear and not just to tingle our ears not just to feel good but to really put it in practice so that the king of glory can be exalted in and through our lives let's just pray father we thank you so much for this day we thank you for your presence thank you for your divine presence that led us so far as we sang as we did songs of worship i know you are you are honored by our words of praise and adoration and as we listen father we continue to hear what you wanted to say to us and i pray that you will use me to bring your message and i don't want to bring anything out of me because anything from me can produce nothing eternally significant so i pray the presence of god will guide me in control take control of my words and you will use me for your glory we thank you father in jesus name amen that's the word that god put in my heart this morning to share with you is the word that we all know uh that we already uh, know this as a church we do this as a family we do this as a as a as a as an individual we do this as a church uh, it's called worship and i want to talk a little bit about worship because i believe uh, god is bringing i think personally in my own life and as a family we are uh God is bringing us back to the basics. He's bringing us back to the place where uh, it's not about us, it's about him. And it's not about what we want to get out of it, it's about who he is. The focus and the attention is all changing. And this morning I I wanted to share this with you and I believe God wants to uh be glorified and when we talk about worship, sadly, this is the thing. sadly we reduce worship to 45 minutes of songs we reduce worship to an event we reduce worship to a particular format called somebody with a talent like linu or patrick who leads us with their talents into songs and we kind of put 
ourselves in a box thinking it is called worship. But both Linu and Patrick will agree with what I am trying to say. Worship is not limited to songs. Worship is not limited to make you feel good when it comes to uh, the, the, the ear tingling music. Worship is not an event. Worship is not something they can habit you do. Worship is your lifestyle. Amen. And the number one goal of God for you and me. And there are lots of goals of God. The lot of purposes that you and me have. But the number one. It's, it cannot be replaced. If you replace it, your life is going to be a mess. The number one purpose of God for you and me, that we will become worshippers. Amen. And there are two Hebrew words. You will find it on the screen. Uh, the two Hebrew words, the number one is called avoda. And this is the Greek, uh, this is not a Greek word, it's a Hebrew word. Avoda. And the Greek word, it's called latreo, which basically means performing service. Uh, it basically, you go to your office, you help somebody who comes to you and say, Yeah, uh, I come from a very poor family. I need this medicine. And you write it off. You give C bar 2, C bar 3, C bar 4, or you completely write it off. It's performing service uh, you to the to the Lord. You know, the Bible says, uh, if you give to the poor, you're lending to the Lord. And it's it's so beautiful. And you, you buy a food packet and give to the homeless person. And you come early to church and you help fixing the church, uh, cleaning. Or after church, you help serving chai or cookies. Or you bring your cake and you share. It's all service to the Lord. It's called avoda, letreo. But there is another word which is called in Hebrew called shaka, which in Greek called proskinio. You know, I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm not a scholar of either those, both the languages, Greek and Hebrew. I'm just learning a little bit. I just want to share that with you. The Greek word uh, called proskinio and the Hebrew word called shaka, which basically means pure intimacy. It's laying prostrate before the king of glory. Intimacy means into me you can see. And we don't go to everybody and say, Hello, into me you can see. It is, it, is a, it is between a man and a woman under the context of marriage. As a husband and wife, they are so intimate with one another that other person can know exactly. And God relates this beautiful part of marriage as a symbolic way in such a way that he reveals his heartbeat for us. That's why he didn't create a church in the garden. He created man and woman in the garden. And he didn't create a convention in the revelation. He created a family wedding. Isn't it beautiful? And when Paul explains about the mystery of Christ and us, he didn't explain it in other than being a man and woman coming together in the intimate form of relationship as a married. So I want to challenge you to think about this. What is worship for you? How are you worshiping the Lord? You know, many times we live in a culture where worship is to do with externals. We go and we say, my church has got beautiful worship. What do we mean by that? Somebody is God and talent who sings well and plays well and the lights and the sound and the atmosphere and the AC and the chairs makes you feel like the presence of God came down. 
my friends i want to challenge you to think about this the early church never had all the facilities that you and me have right now they didn't have the fantastic seating arrangements they didn't have the lightings they didn't have the sound system they didn't have the musical instruments that we play right now they didn't have all those fancy voice synthesizers they didn't have all those lightings and the fog lamps and all those you know smoke lights and and those fancy uh, thermal uh, sorry climate controlled room noise controlled room it's it's none of those but the bible says if you read the book of acts which is one of my favorite books the bible says the church grew in number and when they thought about worship they didn't have this one dichotomic world view where i'm going to worship means sing songs somebody is going to entertain me to make feel good and i'm going to look in the screen and i'm going to sing i'm going to feel good no when they thought about worship they had this five elements of worship and this morning we're going to dig into this five elements and we're going to talk about it and i believe that you and me will come into a sense of true worshipers let's read one scripture john chapter 4 verse 24 and this is a famous scripture god gives to us not to the disciples huh? he didn't explain this to the disciples it's incredible he explained Uh, when the disciples actually gone to get food <laughs> is john chapter 4 let me read a couple of verses uh, 23 at the time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in the spirit and in truth for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks why the conversation is going on you know the story they he was talking to the samaritan woman my father's worshiped here in the mountain here and you guys are worshiping in jerusalem so jesus is like man it's not the place the habitation of of god is not the place or a mosque or a temple the habitation of god is your heart the address of god is your heart and look here and then it goes on verse 24 this is the most fabulous scripture of all uh, apart from john 3:16 <laughs> god is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth god is a spirit tell this after me i am a spirit i have a soul and i live in a body come on you can do it better I know first time you didn't say it now we can say it again I am a spirit I have a soul and I live in a body God is spirit God created us in his image now let's let's go back to this scripture what does that mean to worship the lord in in the spirit and in truth what does that mean is it something uh, I'm going to be you know the churches are right now divided either spiritful church or truth speaking church holy rollers or frozen popsicles <laughs> holy rollers everything about the spirit the window curtain moves something is there brother here they are so grounded in such a way even jesus comes they are grounded in the truth 
you know we are so divided lord have mercy on us mercy on us and when god speaks to us about spirit and truth he calls us into a place of intimacy that means the the truth that is revealed in the word can never be imparted in our spirit without the holy spirit <laughs> that means the instructions of god has to bring us close to the instructor amen the ideas of god has to bring us to the place of finding out the idea maker amen so i want to challenge you to think about this listen 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 this is very important my prayer is this after the 30 minutes i don't want you to keep it here and say well now i know what is worship if that is the case you missed the whole sermon revelation is what going to transform your heart information knowledge is never going to transform information or knowledge going to make you puff up what's going to happen in your heart is you're going to be walking up with a puffed up another new word that you learned another new phrase that you learned and you're going to be just like yeah i know better than this that is not going to help you what's going to help you is the impartation of the holy spirit that brings you the transformation and what is transformation it is inside out god is not looking for external manifestations god is looking for internal heart transformations amen so worship has got five elements if you read the early church they had this five elements so beautiful and i'm going to quickly say this five elements and then we'll jump quickly into that what is the five elements are the first one is praise it's up in the screen number 2 prayer number 3 word number 4 giving and number 5 communion we're going to quickly run into this and see how the lord leads the first one praise many times we think praise is to do with worship yes but there is a slight difference between a praise and a worship praise you praise someone for what that person has done but you don't worship that person you worship for who that person is so we praise god for what he has done let's think about what he has done he has brought salvation he has took us from darkness to light he has redeemed us he has glorified us through his image of his son he has transformed us he has given us every material things that we think and we desire and we need of not what you wants you may be wanting your ferrari but god gives you the toyota that's what you need <laughs> you know so he provides for every needs you know he takes care of all those things that you 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 care for that's what he has done why don't we lift up our hands come on church you're sitting in the couch looking at me and in your smartphone or a tv i don't know but lift up your hands or hold your wife's hand if your wife is not there you're sitting alone lift up your hands and you say this lord i thank you for all those beautiful things Thank you for the wife that you have blessed me. Thank you for the children. Thank you for the house. Thank you for the job. Do you know you can thank God for the job? Right now 120 million Indians don't have job. You have a job? You're saying brother, double duty brother. You have a job. 
Brother, bond brother, you have a job. Brother, I have... I have no differentiate. I can't differentiate between the morning and the evening. I don't even know when the shift ends, when the shift starts. You have a job. Thank God for the job. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for what he has done. That is called praise. You can do it anywhere, anytime. Come on. But what is worship? Worship is for who he is. He is holy. He is loving, He is kind, He is compassionate, He is merciful, He is so good. Amen. We worship Him for who He is. Amen. That is called praise. It is an attitude that you carry. You know, you don't finish church and that's why I don't like when people say, let's go do church. No, you can't do church. That's Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you go to the temple. You carry a sacrifice. In the New Testament, you are the temple. The address of God is you. God dwells in you. And what is the sacrifice you carry? Not externals. You become the living sacrifice. Your words, your thoughts, your ideas, your heart, your actions, your behaviors, your choices, your finances, your relationships, all those have become a living sacrifice. Amen. So, worship, praise, an attitude of praise. Number two, this is the number two, prayer. John 17, I will beg you. As your pastor, as your brother, I beg you, read John 17. Verse 22, it says like this. Let me read this for you. It's so beautiful. Look at this. John 17, verse 22. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. This is the high priest prayer. Who is our high priest? Jesus. They have. They may be one as we are one. You know, the reason why Christians are not so effective and our message is not so effective to the non-Christians because we are so divided. We judge, we gossip, sorry, we prayer request, we share prayer requests. Mm -hmm. Let me cover it up for you guys. You know, So it's so weird. I want to challenge it that we would come to a place that we would cry out to God. And prayer is not a grocery list that you take, my friends. Prayer is a lifestyle and I want to challenge you. We have time for everything but not for prayer. We have time to speak to our friends, hang out, watch stupid t videos on Facebook and YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Maybe TikTok is banned now, you know. People are saying persecution has started, brother. No, it's not. But anyway, so we think these things have taken hold. My friends, I want to challenge you. No, 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 no. Prayer is a communication to God. Prayer is not monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. What does that mean? You talk and you keep your mouth shut and you listen. Have you have any friends who just talk and they don't allow you to talk? Do you know some of them? It's not the time to look at them right now. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You have friends that they like to blah, 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 blah. But you open your mouth, they are not there. They are gone. Many times like that we. God knows. He's going to finish. He's going to come back again. Do the same routine. 
Arachamava Tripi Arakaru. That means the same flower you grounded, you're going to grind it again. My friends, I want to challenge you. Make prayer not as a habit, not something as a routine, but as a lifestyle. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. I want to challenge you to think about this. You know, in the 1940s, I remember the story. Uh, it's it's so beautiful. A, a professor took a bunch of college students from the Bible college to see a revival tour in England. So they went around different places and they went to this place called John Wesley where he stayed. And they walked around in his place and they saw the notes. You know, John Wesley preached 40,000 sermons. And he, he, he actually traveled 250,000 miles on a horseback and the age of 80 he says this as laziness is slowly creeping in my body I cannot get up out of my bed before 5 o'clock <laughs> at 80 and the doctors have told him you have to reduce your sermon to 14 sermons a week Lord have mercy he was born in a family of 19 and Susanna was born in a family of 27 imagine that <laughs> and they walked into this museum looked at John Wesley's notes and books and the Bible he used and, and then the chair he used to sit and meditate and then they went to his bedroom and they walked in then the bedroom had a very old you know like almost like a run down carpeted bedroom and just next to the bedroom they saw the carpet had a, had a, had a little bump it's like a uh, it's almost like you can see the uh, someone's footprint or or uh, someone's knee print and the, they asked him what is this this place is little bit weird and they said the host said uh, this is the place John Wesley would get up every day in the morning and he would kneel down and he would pray for hours hours and he'll say God bring revival to England bring revival to England it's amazing isn't it and then the students got so excited and they were like wow this is amazing they all went back to the car do they want to go to the next place but then the professor did a head count and one guy was missing so he came back and he was searching for that guy where is that person and then they found out this person was kneeling down on the same place where john wesley used to kneel down and praying god you can do it again you can do it again the professor said billy graham get into the car my friends if God did it in John Wesley's time and he did it through Jebeleham, there is not some elite people he chooses. It's for people who cry out to God day and night and say, God, you can do it again. You can do it again in India. You can do it again in Vellur. Vellur will be a smart city, not just in a sense of so superficially, you know, bling bling, but it will be a city that exalts the King of Glory. It will be a city that welcomes the King of Glory. It is a city that brings, takes care of the poor, needy and the orphans and the widows. It is a city of clean, green and beautiful. God, do it again. Transform my city. Don't pray for escape mentalism. Transform my city. Amen. Prayer. Number three. Word. It's so important. We are running out of time. I'm going to quickly run through it. Word. Word is so important. The word of God, I call it the opinion of God. The opinion of God must be the most important opinion. There are three things. Facts, 
opinions oh sorry opinions facts and truth facts are like armpits <laughs> if you stand on the first and the number two or number one bus in Vellur, Bagayam to Katpadi, lots of opinions you will find. Lots of opinions, especially during May and June, April. There's so much humidity goes around, you will find tons of opinions. Those are called opinions. Opinions are just words that doesn't have any weight to it. And then the second one is called facts. The facts can tell you how it's like a mirror you just stand before the mirror it just tells you your face hmm, only the mother that bigot you can love that's it. it's just fact <laughs> it's just you know it just tells the condition that's it but what's gonna set you free is not the opinion it's not the fact but it is the truth the bible says in john 8 if the sun sets you free and uh, you are free indeed and truth my friends is not an idea it's not a concept is a person and i've said this many times in papa's house it's not a concept it's not a principle it's not something a formula it's not some idea that you just grab it and you put it inside it is the truth is a person you embrace him not you find something from him you make him your life and my friends what is the word that you received from the Lord this morning for you? We have time for everything. We have to be there. You know, now uh, you have to, you have this punching system or fingerprints. I don't know whether you do that in the fingerprints now with all the virus thing. Uh, you have to, you know, punch in your card. That's what they say, you know, punch in your card before certain time. Otherwise you will be notified. Your superior is going to come and, you know, speak in tongues, in a different tongues. But we don't have time to hear the word you have time to hear the, you know if your travel time from your home to your workplace is 15 minutes and all of you have smartphones turn the U version or something that you can put the Bible listen to the word let the word minister to you don't listen to just songs or some kind of you know gossip videos or some, you know uh, uh, on your driving just let the word soak you in Amen word and teaching is one of the main pillar of christianity amen it's the main pillar of christianity that's why we emphasize in papa's house we take time to share the word we believe in every single believer should be equipped in the word you should teach the word for yourself ask the holy spirit say god teach me in tamil is a beautiful prayer i pray every day that means, let the eyes of my understanding be opened to see what you have written in this precious word. Amen. Read the word. If you don't make the opinion of God as the most important opinion, the opinion of others will be the most important opinion. That's a miserable condition to live in. Because you will be tired of pleasing people. The man who fears God, fears no one. The man who doesn't fear God, fears every man's opinion. The choice is yours, my friends. Number four, giving. Again, it's nothing to do. It's not only the finances. And I know many of you in Papa's house, you've been faithfully giving your 10%. Not when everything is finished, you give. Many of you give. At the first week, when you get your paycheck, you give. And some of you give at the end of the month. It depends upon when you receive. But some of you, very few of you don't even give. When you feel like give, you give. May the Lord convict you at the right time. 
that you will be convicted, not pressure, I'm not manipulating. You know, you don't give it to me. You don't give it to Papa's house. You're giving to God. Yes, you don't give leftovers to your friends and neighbors that you invite them. You give the best, right? You don't heat up the pizza that you cooked a week ago and you serve your guests that you invited. You give the best. You give the best to God. But giving is not just the finances. The Bible says in the book of Acts that they sold everything, put it at the apostles' feet and they had one person. They had common. Soon greed came in and everything messed up. But my friends, I want to challenge you to think about this. This is so interesting. Are you giving the best of your strength to God? Are you giving the best of your abilities to God? Are you giving the best of your talents to God? Are you giving the best of what God has put inside of your heart? What are you giving? Are you giving the best? Many times we don't give the best to God. We give the leftovers. You know, we give the best to our bosses. We give our best to our, our, our job. We give our best because you don't go sleeping for two hours and then get up in the morning and you work no you you have a good rest and you give your best attention but when it comes to the bible when it comes to reading when it comes to the giving when it comes to anything to do with christ and his kingdom i don't feel like it brother i'm just giving the leftovers no my friends i want to challenge you that you will not give the leftovers to god make a decision put your hand on your heart and say god i'm sorry for giving you the leftovers i'm sorry for giving you just my own little you know just uh, this theology called grace theology is messing the church around you know they say it's okay god is gracious grace does not ignore sin grace empowers obedience my friends, put your hand on your heart and say, God, I'm sorry for giving leftovers, leftover of my time, leftover of my energy, leftover of my giftings, leftover of my finances, leftover of my relational abilities to connect to you. But I give the best to others. I'm sorry, Lord. Today I want to make a change. Come on, church. Cry out to God. And the last but not the least, this is communion. And we do this every week. And as a family, I want to challenge you. This communion is not just something that you do it as, as a ritual. This is the reality. The chabar, the brokenness of the body of Christ. You have been restored every brokenness into the brokenness of Christ. Christ brokenness fixed your brokenness. Christ bled shed on you for you so that you will be completely covered by his blood. When you go before the throne of grace, Hebrews 4.16 says, when you stand before the throne of grace, he comes to you and looks at you and say, wow, I don't see Charles. I don't see Sunil. I don't see Prativ. I don't see you know, uh, Roshni. I don't see Phoebe. I don't see Linu. I don't see Ivan. I see my son's precious blood covered all over them. That's why the author of Hebrews says, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. He will give you the grace in that seasonable need. A children's Bible says like this. In the time of need, he gives you the strength. My friends, come boldly. Take part in the communion. The brokenness of body of Jesus restores every brokenness for you. Come boldly, take part. But you know, don't reduce this to a liturgy. 
don't reduce this to some kind of tradition don't reduce this to you know any event this is your life the bible says colossians you know colossians and ephesians ephesians is written for the body colossians is written for the head okay it's just a little uh, uh, understanding for you colossians says in christ you are hidden christ will have the preeminence what is that word means in first christ will have the first place in every area of your life what is the first thing in your body the head okay right okay number 2 what is ephesians says in christ you are seated so you are hidden in christ as he is being the head and then you are seated with him that's your legal position what a beautiful thing what a beautiful thing it is that is what communion is communion is what common union communion is common union something that god brings us to us and he says he broke the you know the two guys they were talking on the emmaus road you know the story and jesus joined the conversation and they asked him don't you care are you come from another planet like terminator jumped you don't know what happened and then he explained i believe the greatest message that jesus preached was that road it's not the sermon of the mount of course it's recorded that we know but he explained you know how we know that because when he broke the bread their eyes are open and they said this didn't you know when he was preaching sharing the word our hearts burned my friends i want to challenge you that's what happens whenever you take the body of christ and you put it and you say god wow Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the redemption. Thank you for the life. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your life. I find no life apart from your life. Guys, this is worship. Praising God as an attitude is worship. Giving your best is worship. Praying every single time not as an event but a prayerful connected with prayerful horizontal dialogue hearing listening hearing listening hearing listening and doing its word meditating psalms 13 and communion coming in understanding with what christ has done this is worship my friends practice this make it as your lifestyle and may the lord bless you as you are listening this and if you are you watching this for the first time and if you don't know jesus i want you to just wherever you are i want to invite you to come and take part into the life that jesus offers as you are watching this put your hand on your heart and say jesus here i am i am ready to receive you come into my heart i want you to be my lord and my savior i confess my sins to you wash me completely and set me free my dear brothers and sisters may the lord bless you and guide you may your life be a life the bible says let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart heart be pleasing to you like a sweet aroma let you be a living sacrifice to the lord not just an event on sunday not just morning few minutes as your lifestyle God bless you. I love you. Shalom.